As we read through the book of Ruth, I'm going to pull out a few things that I find interesting. Now, the book of Ruth is in the Old Testament, uh, right after Judges and before Samuel. And it's about a family. It starts out as about a family that's, you know, they're not doing so well economically in, in Israel. So they uh, leave to Moab. And I think this is a warning, a warning for us. But the book ends well. The book ends with, you know, my Redeemer lives. As also in the book of Job as well. Let's start out here. It says, in the, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man of Bethlehem and Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. So the book starts out with a, a famine being the, in, the, in the land, and uh, the family uh, moves to Moab. Now, the reason I, I, I call this as a warning, because people do it all the time, is, is they're led by all kinds of different things except by the Lord. And the New Testament says those who are children of God are led by the Lord. So we want to be led by the Lord. We do not want to be led by circumstance. We do not want to allow circumstances to tell us, dictate to us which direction to go. We also don't want opportunity. Many times, I think people make this mistake a lot of times, is, is they're led by money. They're led by provision. They're led by, you know, you know, job situations. So many times they move up, they end up moving their whole family across the state or sometimes across the United States just for a dollar or two or more. And they never bother to ask God if that's the thing. You know, many a, a man's plan, but God directs his steps. God orders our path. And so we need to make plans. We need to go over the pros and cons, but we need to submit those things to the Lord to see if we should, should do those things and not lean to our understanding. But it but acknowledge him and he will direct our path. And I think many families have led, you know, have had a lot of uh, destruction happen in their family, which you'll find about in Ruth, in the book of Ruth um, as well. So I'm going to jump down to, uh, at the end of uh, chapter 1, verses 22, and it says, And Naomi returned and Ruth and the Moabite and her daughter-in-law and her, and her and returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem, at the beginning of barley harvest. The reason I want to bring this out, because I believe there's three major harvests that happen in Israel, being barley, first one, the second one being wheat, the third one being grapes. Now, what's interesting about these harvests is barley is easy, pretty much easy to harvest, because all you have to do is kind of winnow it. You just throw the barley up in the air, and the wind separates the, um, the barley from the chaff. The wheat is more difficult. The wheat, they used to use this thing called a tribulator, where they had to rub the wheat on the across the tribulator to, to separate the chaff from the wheat. Or, you know, it just takes takes some pressure to, to do that. Then the third one is grapes. And the way you harvest grapes, because you want the juice for wine later on, is you stomp on, you know, on the grapes. So I think that's three harvests that Christians, you know, go through. Maybe you're one of those who were harvested through barley which means when the lord spoke to you that you needed a savior you easily responded some of us had to go through the tribulation through our own tribulation uh, and, and some difficulties some people really had to hit rock bottom like the grape harvest and be stepped on a few times for them to realize that their need for a savior i don't think it has to be that way we can easily be barley if we respond to the lord there's another thing I want to jump into, and this is chapter 2, it goes on, uh, verse 12, it says, The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a reward be given you to the Lord of God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. You know, this is, you know, talking about Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. If you know anything about the Moabites, Moabites come, came back from all the way from Lot. Remember when Lot and his two daughters 
got out of the city they, they went to um, some caves and uh they had some incest going on there and the moabite nation was birthed in, the, in, in that situation and so and we're talking throughout scripture you see the seed of abraham well this is the seed of lot moabites is the seed of lot not the seed of abraham because lot wasn't abraham's son lot was uh abraham's nephew uh, uh, Abraham's uh, brother, one of his brothers had passed away and took on responsibility of Lot. But nevertheless, no matter how you began, it says, the Lord repay for what you have done or for reward be given to the Lord and God of Israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge. So it's, it's great that the story starts turning around in the book of Ruth that even though you may have messed up taking your family in the wrong direction, there is, there is refuge. There is refuge to be taken. And chapter 3, is this is about verse two, and it says, "And he is winnowing barley, which I talked about earlier." And then it goes on. It says, "Tonight at the threshing floor, wash therefore and anoint yourself, and put on the cloak and go down to the threshing floor." And I, this is a picture, I believe, of Jesus too, that Jesus is the one who's threshing the wheat. He's the one, and we need to go to him. We need to anoint ourselves. We need to wash ourselves in his word and his blood. You know, nobody can be saved but under the name of Jesus. And she and uh, and Ruth laid herself at the feet of. Of, of Boaz, which we need to lay our feet, lay ourselves at the feet of Jesus, the feet of the cross, and be washed, and not go with the things of the world. That's what Boaz, you know, commended Ruth on. It says you could have gone for something younger, rather rich or poor, but you didn't. And uh, we can too. We can chase all kinds of saviors in this world, but there's only one savior that saves, and his name is Jesus. And then towards the end of uh, chapter four. I guess this is around verse 14. It says, Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a Redeemer. So, that's what this book is about, is God redeems no matter what mistakes we make, how many mistakes we make, how much damage we've done to our lives and those around us, there is a Redeemer who's ready to redeem us if we're really ready to, to lay down our life for Him, which means surrender.